We are coming in hot. The podcast. Welcome to Coming In Hot. Thank you live from Airplay Beats for the intro music. We are recording live from Darling New Media Studios in Midtown Sac. All right, guys. I'm a little nervous on this one. We got a legend in the building. We got somebody that everybody knows in the building. If you in Sac, if you in North California, if you just... You know, walking through the living room from 6 to 10 in the morning. We got a legend, people. We got Courtney Dempsey in the building. Oh, my goodness. Now, when we started this coming in hot, this is what I'm talking about. Now, me and Courtney... We know we, we we've known each other for a long time. We don't hang out at all. Right, you know, right. we 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 run in different circles. I eat meat. Yeah. She's a vegetarian. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> that's, let's talk about the main reason why we don't run in the same circles, Steve. Because you be yeah. No, I I, I and need. I'm trying to get some tofu. I need my barbecue, and they ain't barbecuing <laughs> tofu where I go. They might barbecue tofu other places. But the I will I will <laughs> I will I remember this moment. I still had Cecil's Taste food truck, and mm-hmm. I was doing a segment with Tina Makua on the truck, and I had these kale chips. I used to put these kale chips on this yep. this veggie burger that I had, and uh-huh. Courtney wasn't she wasn't even supposed to be there. But all of a sudden, you just see this hand. Just coming through the window and eating these kale chips, and she she <laughs> and she asked me if I sold them. I was like, "No, it's just for the sandwich." She said I should, and I start selling the damn kale chips off of them. Oh, yeah, you're so, welcome. so so Courtney, I don't have no money for you, but thank you. <laughs> Got you, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, so oh we're gonna, goodness. we're gonna, hey, I need to, all right, we, we only got about 45 minutes and we gotta get a lot okay. in these 45. So, all right, let's do it, let's do it. From Vallejo, correct? Yes, V A L L E J O. That's all what's day. up, that's what's yes. up. Now, yes. you know, if you're from Northern California, you know a lot about Vallejo. You know that you just don't walk up in Vallejo and let you go on the Six Flags, you know, to go go see some pets or go see a, a well or something. You just don't go to Vallejo. Just, these are facts. These are you, facts. It's better to be invited, you, but I mean, you know. Or you better check in, right? <laughs> this is true. You just don't roll this to Vallejo, true. okay? Don't just right. show up unannounced. No. So... Let's start with that. Vallejo, the yeah. upbringing, and uh, when did you, so you, you, you're you born in Vallejo. Let's start uh-huh. there. Where did you okay. go to school, and how did you get from Vallejo to Sacramento? Okay, so born and raised in Vallejo. Um, my parents still live there, so I went to, so I, I bounced around in, in middle school, or I should say in elementary school, went to Penny Cook. Mm-hmm. Everybody from Vallejo knows where that is. Uh, junior high went to Vallejo Junior High School, which is across town from 
where I was supposed to go to school because I was going to the gate program. So I had to go across town and take the bus and all that stuff. And then in high school, I decided I want to go back to hold, my hold on a second, Courtney. Hold oh, on a second. We're we talking about the gate program. That means <laughs> that you're very smart people. The people that are the people that listen to this, they hating in the gate program, Courtney. <laughs> I love my people. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. There's nobody from the gate program listening right now. You knew what it was. <laughs> because my mom put me in a gate program, put me in the IB program, and I almost I almost flunked out of school. That's why I know what a gate program is, Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> All right. so, so we hit the gay program we go to go to high school All right. the gay program came back to my side of town to go to high school because i want to go to my neighborhood school you know i want to go to the same high school that my brothers went to so i went to hogan now okay. so, now, so now that's where we have a situation because you know you got hogan mm-hmm. you got vallejo mm-hmm. long time rivals hogan is no longer a high school it's, it's a junior high now Okay. But anybody that grew up, you know, back in the day, you were either Hogan or you were Bilal. Now, there's a Jesse Bethel High School now, but that's new school. Mm-hmm. I don't know nothing about that. There was okay. no Jesse Bethel when I was there. Shout out to Jesse Bethel. If shout you went out. to Jesse Bethel, shout out to you. Yeah. But I know nothing of your school. <laughs> I'm talking about Hogan right now. Okay? All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, went to Hogan. Um, one of my counselors, or I should say actually the vice president or vice principal at Hogan, knew uh who became soon became my sorority sister at Sac State and was like, hey, they're looking for, you know, more African American students to go to Sac State. Um, are you interested? And I was like, because at the time, you know, I knew nothing about Sacramento. That was not in the direction that I was trying to go. I was trying to either go to an HBCU or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, my father was like, what you're not gonna do is leave this state. So figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> I was like Okay, understood. Yeah. Um, but once I got to know, you know, uh, a couple people at Sac State, it was an easy choice. So I ended up going to Sac State, which is how I got to Sacramento. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I was in college, my second year at Sac State, I did an internship with Tina Makua, who is now my coworker. But at the time, she was my internship coordinator. And that's really how this whole world got started for me. Okay. And, um, yeah, I, I know Tina cause she used to come to my school. I went to Mariloma and she always oh, come back. Yeah she, yeah. she was an alumni there and she yes. always come back then. She had like purple hair, blue hair. I just remember <laughs> this is this little Filipino lady and she, just the voice that she was so boisterous and just like, yes. oh, you know, but it's just a little package. And every time mm-hmm. she went, it freaked me out, man. <laughs> okay did tina have a perm at the time do you remember uh, did she have a curly perm? i don't think she had the curly perm i do okay. remember her coming with what she had one of those things called the crinkle the crinkle it wasn't a perm. Was crepes yeah crepes yeah the, the crepes mm-hmm. i remember that oh man one year yeah that's old school yeah, yeah. exactly so <laughs> so you come to sac do you go to sac state first before you go to the internship or are you going to school yeah. doing the internship at the same time? No, went to Sac State first. Mm, I'm going to say a year I was okay. at Sac State and then did my internship like into the beginning of my second year at Sac okay. State. Uh, that's how I met Tina. Also met Mark Allen. Okay. Because they did the morning show together. Um, mm-hmm. Also met Ebro. He okay. was at the time, Ebro was a young cat. He was trying to get in, 
and get his own show. And he was working with Davey D and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And he was trying to get hip hop going on radio. And the, pro- yeah. uh, the program director at the time was like, ah, oh, there'll never be a hip hop station. Mm-hmm. There's no way mainstream radio will ever have a hip hop station. You know, this is early nineties. Yeah. Right. And, um, but Ebro has been about that life, been about that hip hop life. So he was like, he was plugging and plugging and plugging and finally got his own show at night. Mm-hmm. And so me and all my girlfriends, we would always listen to the show because that's when yeah. we knew we would hear, you know, some real hip hop. Yeah, it was real hip hop. Um, just that mm-hmm. good music. Yeah. Right. Um, and so, you know, that, that was a good time. That was my first exposure to radio because at the time I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I, I was really into writing. I thought I wanted to write for a periodical mm. um, until I took a, like a survey class at Sac State mm-hmm. and then did my internship. And then I kind of got a little bit more exposure to broadcasting and, and what that might lead to. Okay. So that's how I ended up going in that direction. Yeah. So what, why, um, why did, you know, the, the radio, and you what you go to broadcasting mm-hmm. what's the difference in your eyes because you know when good day started we just remember you know Tina and Marcus Allen you know uh-huh. doing the what was it the morning zoo or something like yep. that and yep. you know listening to them every single morning but mm-hmm. you know how is it different from going the radio into in front of a a, a camera and do it. What's the difference other than it's, people can see you? Right. Right. The main, I would say the main difference is the way you tell a story, right? Okay. Because with radio, you have to paint the picture yourself with your mm. words, with the sound effects, you know, with interaction, that kind of thing. With television, you have vision. So you can actually show what you're talking about. And then it makes the, the experience a little bit more rich because mm. you have so many more um, senses that you're going off of, that you're vibing off of. So I would say it makes it easier to tell a story with television, but the problem then becomes, okay, but it's gotta be quality. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like you can't be on television janky mm-hmm. on radio. You can hide some stuff. <laughs> you can't hide nothing on TV. <laughs> okay, nothing. And now everything is HD and 8K. And this is, listen, yeah. I'd be like, my eyebrows, let me go put some stuff in. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's a whole exactly. different situation. Totally different. Totally so, different. So, you know, when, when you started in TV, you know, I'll be straight up real. Like, I, you, you didn't see too many of us in the morning. Mm-hmm. You might nope. see us at 11 o'clock doing uh-huh. the weather. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what, what was that experience for you? Because you had to be one of the first black folks on morning television in Sacramento. Like, how did that come about? You know, you interning to, you know, pivoting to broadcast to actually being an anchor on good Mm -hmm. day Sacramento. Like, how does that happen? I got to tell you, it's, it's hard for a young person to aspire to something that they don't see. Mm -hmm. Right. So if I, when I got here, like you mentioned, this was early nineties and there were not, as you mentioned, a lot of people who look like us on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of had to go back to what I knew growing up in the Bay area. Um, I had Dennis Richmond, you know, that was, I looked up to Dennis Richmond mm-hmm. on KTVU um, on channel two in the Bay area. And then um, there was Cheryl Hurd who was from Vallejo broadcast journalist ended up going to uh, KPIX in San Francisco. And so I, you know, I had that to look up to, but that, mm-hmm. that was in my home environment. So when you leave home, that's one thing. And then you leave what's familiar and come somewhere else where culturally 
is very, very different. You know, mm-hmm. Sacramento is, is a bit of a melting pot now. Mm-hmm. But when I got here in the early 90s, it was not yes. at all, mm-hmm. at all. I think about uh, the movie Higher Learning. <laughs> when Ice Cube explains where everybody's at, you yeah. know, Disneyland oh. is over here, Little Africa's over mm-hmm. here. Sacramento was just like yes. that. Yes. And it it was scary because I my first inclination was, well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this because mm-hmm. I didn't have an example, right? I didn't have a lot, a lot of people to look up to. Um, I will say uh, Darla Gibbons started a little before I did. And so I was able to see Darla mm-hmm. um, and she was over at, at Channel 10. And it was just, it was so nice to see a, a sister who is smart and, and you know, has a background in science, you know, mm. to do meteorology and, and just to see, you know, someone who looks like me do something that I almost gave up on, mm. to be completely honest. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, but there wasn't a lot, lot outside of that. It wasn't a lot. Um, Charlotte Vidippi phenomenal journalist, mm-hmm. had her to look up to. But when you look at the anchor desk, which is where most journalists aspire to go, mm-hmm. the anchor desk is where you see, number one, longevity, mm-hmm. and that's where you see um, the most experience, mm-hmm. right? And so without being able to see that, at least here, I was like, well, I guess I guess there's nothing for me here. I, I'll learn what I need to learn or as much as I can learn. And then when it's time for me to go, it's time for me to go. Yeah. Um, that was my, you know, first idea, but it ended up working out much better for mm-hmm. me, but kind of had to figure it out. Yeah, no. And definitely, you know, shout out to everybody. Uh, good day, Sacramento. You know, they always showed me love always. Good, but good. I, I, I swear when I would turn on the morning television and it was you and Ken, I would just, <laughs> I, I would just melt, you know, I'd be like, Oh my God. You know, like we got right, this brother right. and we got this sister and we just sitting here and we have a, you know, we just waking up and we doing our right. thing. And you know, like it was, it was blessing. It was a blessing yeah. to see. Um, big shout out to Ken. He's always been cool. Absolutely. Um, you know, good people. Hopefully Ken doing his thing down, <laughs> down South. Um, mm-hmm. but let's see, I, <laughs> I'm going to embarrass you a little bit. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> it, it's nothing bad. It's nothing bad. I just want to know how you feel being a black icon in Sacramento. Yes, you are. Cecil, you a little no, heavy on that icon word, bro. Li- listen, listen. <laughs> because I go to events. I go to every single event, and I'm always a vendor. But when Courtney Dempsey is on that is on that that top of the on the list right there, you always have a line. I can't even say what's up to you. You got bodyguards. You got. You know, I came, I'm like, no, Cecil, hey, Court, you know, I look like a, I'm, I'm over there, hey, Court, you, oh, hey, what's up, Cecil, you know, <laughs> how, I don't get that, I don't get don't that. Get so, come on now. What, with the chicken, you, listen, I hear, maybe you don't get it, but I hear it in the streets. The people clamoring for the chicken, Cecil. People, people love the chicken. People they do love, love the chicken. chicken. 
They you do. know, like, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not on TV every morning. People don't wake up with me every morning. Only my wife. Oh, maybe that's it. Only okay. my wife does. Only your wife. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. So how, this, all right, take all the, the stuff away. How, how does it feel when, you know, you, my daughter looks up to you. You get what I'm saying? Oh. My daughter don't like me that much. But my wow. daughter. <laughs> my daughter, <laughs> my daughter <laughs> knows your first and last name. She knows she looks up to you. How is that feeling when I say a five-year-old little black uh, girl looks up to Courtney? Let's just go there. Let me let me tell you how humbling that is. Let, let me tell you how how much of a, a lump in the throat that I get when I hear something like that because, like I mentioned, I didn't have that, you know, to to a great degree mm-hmm. growing up. So to me, that tells me number one, I gotta I have to keep I I gotta keep strong. I gotta keep hustling. I have to keep representing because it's not just about me, right? Mm-hmm. And I recognize. Every day that I go to work, that I have an amazing job, I have an amazing opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I recognize that I'm not there because of my, nothing I did. Mm-hmm. I'm there because of something that my ancestors did, right? So that's first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's my, it's incumbent upon me to be successful, not for myself, but to pave a, a road for your five-year-old daughter who might want to do what I do mm-hmm. when I retire. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I would prefer to replace me with someone who looks like me. Okay. That to me, that's my goal. Um, because it matters. I, it, it matters to me that a, uh-huh. that a young girl turns on the TV and sees someone who looks like her, whose hair looks like hers. Uh-huh. It matters to me that a, a young man, a young brother turns on the TV and sees a woman that he can respect uh-huh. because I want him to respect the woman in his community uh-huh. type of thing. And so I, I don't take it lightly and I, I really do look at it as a responsibility. Um, and as much as I enjoy my job, my coworkers are absolutely amazing. It's bigger than that to me. It's bigger than a paycheck. It's bigger than my, not nine to five, it's four to one, but it's bigger. <laughs> <laughs> it's bigger than that old dark 30 hour. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's bigger. It's just bigger than that. Cause I didn't get there by myself, yeah. you know? And I think it's a, it's a big deal that your daughter knows my name and I owe it to her mm-hmm. to be excellent. No, you That's do my it. Job. You do it every single day too. Thank you. Cease. I'm going to keep shouting you. you out. Um, I appreciate you. Journalism during the pandemic. Woo. Yes. <laughs> the, the six Wait. foot pole with the microphone in front. Bruh. <laughs> Can I tell you the first time I saw that Jimmy Rigg apparatus, I was like, who <laughs> engineered? <laughs> and then I was like, wait, this is going to work. Yeah. No, it works. <laughs> it works. It works. It's crazy. Yeah. Man, our photographers, like I said, we have, our coworkers are phenomenal. Our photographers figured out how to, I was like, okay, so is that a broomstick? Is it a, <laughs> they were like, listen, we're going to make this work. I measured it out as six feet. That's mm-hmm. what I, that's the first and foremost thing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, with these things. And then the engineers, they had to figure out how to get two or three anchors who are at home 
broadcasting from their kitchens or their garages or living rooms to be in sync with five other people that are in the studio and be in sync with six other people who are out in the field. I mean, that's crazy. If you would have said a year and a half ago, hey, we're going to have you broadcast from home. There's no way it'll work. There's no way it'll work. Yeah. But man, did it work. It's, no, it's you insane. did it for how long? For like maybe a year, year? Five, well, I, I was at home for five months oh, okay. and then went back into the studio. Okay. Yeah. What what yeah. made that decision to to get back in there? Well, it was kind of a good day is, is a chemistry show. Mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, you could have, you know, amazing journalists, but if the chemistry's not there, try as hard as you want. It's mm-hmm. not going to work, mm-hmm. right? Good day is very much about chemistry. And the chemistry was just a little bit off because we weren't, you know, like Cody and I weren't in the same room and mm-hmm. we, we, it's kind of hard to vibe off each other mm-hmm. when there's a little bit of delay and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. So our news director um, very methodically figured out, okay, we'll bring one of you in, get that situation worked out, move some logistics around and then bring another one in, you know, okay. just to make sure that it's safe for everybody, mm-hmm. but to also get that chemistry back. Mm-hmm. So that's how that happened. Okay. Yeah. And it took a minute, you know, cause <clears throat> you got to ease into that kind of stuff. No, it, it, you know, you guys did a great job for what it was. Um, but yeah, especially right now during the pandemic and you, you know, everybody's coming in from the outside and you don't know where right. people been either. Right. You know what I'm saying right. like, it, yeah. it, it was super tough on us because, you know, like we, we still need to cook food and, you know, we're getting, you know, city calling us and the, the county calling us, hey, get yeah. out there in your food truck. I'm like, well, you know, like, <laughs> what, what can I do? And they don't have the answer. You know, like, I'm just trying to figure it all out. Just trying to, okay, like, <laughs> let's right. just go out there. Let's get on DoorDash. Let's, let's just try everything. Right. And then yes. we're going to start chopping away of what we don't need. So Man. you know that's that's super dope that you know your 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 manager there knew um you know like all right let's bring one person in let's get them situated mm-hmm. bring another mm-hmm. person in they, you guys are you guys are doing your thing for sure yeah yeah um, and I gotta say you know I, I personally because I'm <laughs> I was a, a little bit of a germaphobe before this whole pandemic <laughs> happened <laughs> I ain't gonna lie <laughs> spraying stuff before the Rona. <laughs> It was on that Lysol tip before the Rona. <laughs> but I got to say, I, I really appreciate, um, you know, the way CBS and, and particularly uh, our, our building has been very vigilant about making sure that everybody's safe. You know, they've got all these procedures in place and it can be it can be considered a little over the top at times, but it's to keep everybody safe. And I really appreciate that. You know, I I do. I do appreciate that. So um, what about people are saying that, um, you know, TV broadcasting is kind of dead right now. Like what? Mm -hmm. There's just so many ways to look at news. Um, Right. How are you guys staying relevant? You know, because, uh, again, you know, every morning. My wife turns on the TV, boom, there you guys are. So how yeah. how are you different from these other broadcasts that are having a little bit of issues? You know what? I, I can honestly point to the fact of what Good Day has been good at for 25 plus years is making sure that our local community is is the first thing that we consider, is the, is the biggest importance to us, and to make sure that um, it's the mom and pop businesses. It's the local um, artisans. It's the um, the people who day to day have built their businesses from the ground up 
and have been featured on Good Day. And we go back to visit them to see how they're doing. And we go back to see how they've expanded. And, and we love meeting new business owners and, and people who are um, new creatives that are coming into the area. And I think that that being our bread and butter has been what's kept us, first of all, uh, kind of apart from the rest of the pack who, you know, some of which have, have come along and tried to do or emulate what we have been doing for, for almost 26 years. Mm-hmm. But we also take it to heart that these are our family members, mm-hmm. you know, these, these viewers and these business owners and these artisans and these creatives, um, they are part of the good day family. And so we are very much all about local, local, local. If it's happening in Stockton, we get in the car and go to Stockton and bring it to you. If it's happening in Turlock, if it's mm-hmm. in Auburn, if it's in Sac, wherever it's happening, we go there and make sure that you know about it. We've got this whole franchise called coming back because we really want to shout out all of these businesses that have either had to shut down or they've had to do major pivots Mm -hmm. just to get through this pandemic. We want to know that you're coming back. And then we want to make sure we tell our viewers because that's, again, that's who we are. That's who we've always been. We've always been in the community first and foremost to make sure that if you live anywhere in the Sacramento, Stockton, Modesto area, we got your back Mm -hmm. and we got you covered. We're going to let you know the restaurants, the theme parks, mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, anything, any creatives that are, that are coming up with new brilliant ideas. We want to share that because really that's who we are. We're this community. And, and that's what we want to make sure is that we spotlight people in the community who are doing amazing things. And I think that that really is what sets us apart and why, even though broadcast TV is, is might be struggling for some people, mm-hmm. for us, we're very different and yeah. we're not bringing you the generic traditional stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like, I I totally agree with you on that. Like, I, even before I could, like, put something up on social media, I got good day calling me. Hey, <laughs> I, I, I hear you guys are doing this. Like, how the hell? Yes. I was just, we were just talking about this. I'm over here looking over my shoulder, like, <laughs> how do they know we about this? We, yeah, we, we could come next Wednesday. Like, <laughs> So, so good day is doing their thing. Uh, <laughs> all right, Courtney. You, the, I know you guys love playing games on Good Day Sack. Man, we all love right. games. All right, are you ready to play a few games? Let's do it. All right. So, all right, you ready? Because this might get you in a little trouble. Oh Lord. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let me <laughs> let me do some mental stretches. Okay. Don't get fired. Don't get fired. Don't get fired. Okay. Come on, Cease. <laughs> Top five co-hosts coming on the broadcast. Your co-anchor. Top, Top five. Five. Okay. And they could be anybody. They could okay. be dead. They could be alive. They could be anything. So, okay. but you guys got to have chemistry. You can't just be over there flip-flopping through this whole thing. <laughs> I need Courtney's top five co-chairs. Okay. And these are people I've never worked with, right? Like people no, not you on can, Good you Day can, right now. No, you could do Good Day right now. You could do people you worked okay. with in the past. You could do okay. anything okay. you want. Okay. All right. Top five. Top five. Okay. Okay. Um, my homegirl... So the wheels fall off. Tina McCoy. Shout out, um, Tina. Shout out to Tina. Um, homegirl who I've never worked with, but I have a feeling we would have good repartee. Ashley Williams. All right. 
Um, uh, and and it, my list is female heavy. I'm being honest. Uh, who would absolutely positively be an absolute ball to work with, but she's probably going to get me fired because um, she's going to make me say some things and do some things that I don't need to do. <laughs> Tiffany Haddish. All right. Man, I love yeah. Tiffany Haddish. All right. <laughs> I like that one. Um, my absolute dream and I know that most people would go the Oprah Winfrey route but I would love to work with Gail King would love to work with Gail King would love to okay and I'm gonna go ahead and say I do have one man on my list I gotta be careful (laughs) okay are you not gonna be working with them tomorrow Okay, now if this is a dream list, right? It's a dream list, and somebody is going to pay this man because it ain't going to be me. (laughs) Sounds crazy. Michael Jordan. Oh, all right. Y'all understand. I have been in love with Michael Jordan since I was like nine years old. Okay. Had a poster on the wall, you know, like the big life size poster, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people are like, oh, you know, some people have this. It's thing against Michael Jordan because he's, you know, conceited and he's arrogant and this, that, and the third. I feel like I could break him down. <laughs> oh, man. You there? Sorry. Oh, they, are you there? Okay, there we are. Okay, sorry yep, about that. I hear you. Yeah. All right. No, Michael Jordan. No, yes, he, he could be that way because he's Michael Jordan. I don't know That's why people are tripping. Said. You know, like That's what I said. if you was on that level, would what would you be like? You know, look at look at the five part Netflix documentary to <laughs> see what that guy's right. life was like. Yeah, he's going he's going to be a certain way. He didn't have for how many years was he in the league? He was in the league 16, 17 years. He yes. never had like any moment by himself unless he was like in his hotel room. You and know? had to had to sneak away to do that. Yes. Yes. Right? Yes. yes. Listen, Michael can't go to Target. Leave him alone. Okay. That brother can't have Target a average is. life. He's <laughs> like Target. Get there. Like with that with the axe or what? Is he? <laughs> Bless his heart. Oh my goodness! Oh, that that was a great list though. Uh, so um. We're gonna we're gonna do another top five, okay. And this is um, I, I want to do top five restaurants in Sac, but Ooh. no, they they have to have they have to be veggie forward. It doesn't have to actually be a, a vegetarian or vegan restaurant. But if you do have some, please mention them. But okay, okay. Top five restaurants in Sac. Hopefully, they're small businesses, mm-hmm. but. You know, if you got something else, then go ahead and do it. This is your time. Top five veggie forward restaurants <laughs> in Sac. Veggie forward. <laughs> I love it. Veggie forward. Okay. My first, uh, first and foremost is Bangkok Garden. It's in Natomas. Um, okay. That is my spot. I love Thai food. Over there on um, Arena, right? Yeah. You yeah, yeah. It? Oh, yeah. No, I, I got the Thai food. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's good. It's really good. Oh, actually. man. Yep. Super good. Super good. Bangkok Garden. Okay. So that's first and foremost. Um, okay. And then I'm going to follow up. This another Thai spot. It's called Thai Spoon. Also in the Thomas. It's over by Nothing Bunt Cakes. You know where? Okay. Uh-huh, Me uh-huh. and my wife's first uh, dinner date. 
Ty's Aww. good. Yeah. You did good, C. Good job, brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and then I'm going to say, let's see, let's see. Oh, you know what? There's a spot. Um, <laughs> they're all in Antilmas. Uh, it's in this, It's in the shopping plaza with Rayleigh's uh, Roundtable, Bella Brew. And then right in between, there's a subway, and next to it is an Indian restaurant. Oh, Curry, yeah. Curry Corner. Curry, curry Corner. Yeah, yep. shout That's out. That's the spot. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yep. yep. Love Curry Corner. Um, okay. And then there's another uh, Indian restaurant. It's in Folsom, though. A little bit of a trip. Uh, it's called Peacock. Okay. Good stuff there. Now, my number five on the list, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> is going to be a restaurant that I'm hoping will begin to cater to my vegetarian needs. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to tell you about a place called Nash and Proper. If Nash and Proper (laughs) could just figure out a way to marinate and blacken and smoke and do whatever and fry some some, uh, tofu with seasoning, I would really appreciate it. I'm just saying, just try it one time. Courtney, we have Mm -hmm. a vegan cauliflower sandwich. I look out for my vegetarian brethrens and sisters out there. Okay. We got. I'm putting this on my list of things to do yes. as we speak. So we have cauliflower florets. Okay. And you get that with the vegan fuego, which is a, a, a aioli, but we Ooh. do it. We, I make my own veganaise and we do everything that you? we do in our fuego. Yeah. I, I have a little bit of experience with cooking. Uh, so. Is that what I call you, chef? Chef? Is that what? So, yeah, so when we opened up downtown, I wanted something 100% vegan. So I yes. went out and I got a vegan uh, bun, and then I made a vegan batter for okay. our cauliflower, um, and then I made the veganaise for our fuego sauce that goes on our sandwich. All right? I love it. Yeah. On the sandwich. On the sandwich. That's what we call it. It ain't no That's sandwich. That's what I'm talking about. Sandwich. It's a sandwich. We want you I to love eat. it. Yes. If you say sandwich, you know you got to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> that is on my list of things to get. Done and done. I'm there. <laughs> so, again, might get you in trouble with this one, but this is the oh, time that we need to come in Hot. <laughs> Courtney Dempsey. Mm-hmm. I know you got something up there. I need you to come in hot. Please don't get fired, but <laughs> if you if <laughs> if you are, this is what you're gonna get fired off of. Come <laughs> Courtney Dempsey. Good day, oh. sack. Monday through Friday. Come in hot. Okay, so I'm coming in hot on something that I feel passionately about. Is this correct? Okay. Mm -hmm. Anything you want to talk about. Oh, boy. Okay. Let me give you a little background. Okay. Uh, We all know what occurred last summer Mm -hmm. with social justice and protests and uh, the whole situation. Um, Let me also say this. I have the utmost respect for anyone, man, female, uh, male, female, black, white, Asian, Latina, who does their job to the best of their ability with every intention of being a good human being. Mm-hmm. 
There are those who do not. There are those who seek those that they can put under thumb, underfoot, and take advantage of. It's unfortunate, but it's a fact of life. That has occurred in this country since this country became a country. And I think that the ignorance to ignore that fact Uh and then somehow justify the current events by saying that which has happened in the past happened so long ago and it is no longer relevant. Get over it. Build a bridge, whatever vernaculars people want to use is the reason why we are in the space that we're in right now. If you can humble yourself to recognize that you might just be wrong about something that you might just not know all that you think, you know, about someone's lifestyle that you've never lived footsteps that you've never walked in culture that you don't know anything about, but will appropriate as soon as you have an opportunity to do so. If you just take a minute to think that you might be wrong about something and humble yourself to listen and to absorb that which is different than what you may have been raised to believe, we might be able to get somewhere. But until we accept and acknowledge what people have called the sins of our country, and recognize that we need to fix those problems before we can move on, because you just want to move on. You just want to get over it and move on. You can't do that until you fix the disease. You will continue to have symptoms of the disease until you get rid of the disease. And so for all of my brothers and sisters of all colors and races and sexual orientations, if we want to be the country that it says that we are in the Declaration of Independence and in the Pledge of Allegiance and in the Star Spangled Banner, then we have to acknowledge that we make mistakes and then fix those mistakes. Don't just expect people to get over it and move on because quite frankly, you haven't been able to get over it and move on. So don't put that in the laps of other people. And I, I just hopefully said that as generically as I can and as diplomatically as I can. Um, but working this in this business, it's very hard because I'm, I'm Switzerland, right? I'm supposed to be very neutral. Um, but working in this business, it is very hard not to take those statements and that rhetoric home when I'm raising a, 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 a young lady mm-hmm. who, when she walks outside, She's a black girl before she opens her mouth. And unfortunately, I have to raise her with that knowledge. Uh And I don't think people understand that. So. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that was high. (laughs) I I take off my jacket, my hat, you know, like I'm not even going to elaborate. That was facts. Straight facts. Just Courtney Dempsey in the building, everybody. <laughs> All right. I, I got one more question for you. Um, All right. Tips on a young uh, journalist trying to get into the game. Like, What, what are some quick tips of, um, that, that you have, you know, to any, anybody? It could be any race. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest advantage that, that young journalists and, and, um, you know, broadcasters and, and 
uh, tastemakers have right now is, is this computer that you have at your fingertips, right? You have the opportunity to um, kind of go out and enterprise your own stories, your own content. You can shoot it. You can learn to edit all these things that make you marketable to a larger um, degree, mm-hmm. right? Everybody um, can do TikTok and, and, and tweet and do Instagram and all that stuff. And you've got all these tools on your phone um, to teach you how to do these things. So now take it a step further, get into the, the I guess the, the academia side and learn something that is going to not only fortify your, your dream of being a journalist or a broadcaster, but also that is going to shore up your community. Mm-hmm. Um, learn something about economics, learn something about the educational system, learn something about the criminal justice system, prison reform, whatever it is that you might have a, a, um, a desire to, you know, continue to, to um, get into as, as a broadcaster or a journalist is concerned, but then take it up another notch and don't just rely on things that you've already seen done before. Go, go further, be the writer and the producer and the researcher and do all of that. Yes. It's not just about getting on a microphone or in front of a camera and spouting. Yeah. Right. Back that up with some education. Cause that's the part that's never going to change is the education. You need to back it up with an education. Well, I, I tell my son this all the time because he, <laughs> he was into YouTube and then he went to the mm-hmm. TikTok, and I was like, well, why don't you dig a little bit deeper? Like, you know, like, why don't you Google, you know, like the, the people that are, you know, famous on TikTok or YouTube mm-hmm. or, you know, like how did they get there? But yep. then you always want to be better than the next person. And I think that's right. something that's kind of missing in today's society is like, I grew up in a kitchen where you wanted to take the chef's job. You know, like I, I yeah. got a job at Crest yeah. 29 for telling the chef I want his job. He was like, <laughs> you want my job? Come and get it. You know, you're hired. You know what I mean? So yes. that's that's the mentality that I want all the young listeners out there. And if you old and still dibble dabbling and whatever you're doing, absolutely listen to this stuff. The Google machine is the best <laughs> invention ever. You know, all you got to yes. do is is type something into a bar and you could get pretty much every single thing that's on your mind. So, it's so true. Instead of, you know, looking at game codes and all this stuff, <laughs> and, you know, Google how to make this game. You know what right. I'm saying? Yes. Like, how, yes. do you, how do you make a Minecraft? How do you make a Fortnite? Like, how do you... The, this is the stuff that we need to figure out, you know, like (laughs) I've never been to Nashville, but I taught myself how to make Nashville hot chicken people. And you know how I learned the Google machine, the Google machine. (laughs) (laughs) Courtney Dipsy, you are amazing, but I need one more favor from you. What's that Cease? Who's my next guest? Oh, I get to pick your next guest? Well, yes, but you got to be able to get him on here, too. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, so, unless you got Michael Jordan's number, don't say him. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I was going to say. 
face. Get MJ. Just get him. Just get him. Yeah, I, I, I already, I'm already in his DM, so he ain't contacted me back yet. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm so weak. Okay, okay. Oh, you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say, because I think that it's important for um, women of color to take care of themselves. You know, mm-hmm. we, we tend to be women in general tend to put ourselves in the back burner, but women of color, you know, we, we gotta, we gotta do better for ourselves. Yes. We really do. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to recommend a, an amazing OBGYN by the name of Dr. Aisha Taylor. Okay. She comes from Oakland, California. She, um, you know, went to, to school, went to college and decided that she wanted to see someone who looked like her in the field of OBGYN, obstetrics and gynecology. And so she became that doctor and she's phenomenal. Oh, okay. um, and so she's a, a physician at Kaiser in the Sacramento area. And she's just a wonderful human being. And she's very, very knowledgeable. Um, and I think that she's got a lot to give, not to just black women, but also to young black girls, because I think that's where it needs to start. Right. We need to, to yes. make sure that our young ladies are taking care of themselves and know how to take care mm-hmm. of themselves. That is amazing. All right. Yeah. I, I need the information. I'll, I'll send you her info. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, Courtney, plug all your socials. If you got a website, plug that. How, how does the young black females get in touch with you to pick your brain? Please <laughs> plug everything that you got. Okay. You can hit me on Twitter or Instagram at good day, Courtney. Um, and if you've got ideas for stories, I love making sure that our uh, people of color are highlighted um, and women are highlighted. So please hit me up on the website, gooddaysacramento.com uh, up at the top. If you click on bios, you'll see all of the talent on good day. And you can email me from there um, because I want to know about your business. I want to know what you're doing in the community. And I want to, if you are coming back um, after this entire pandemic situation and, and you want to get your, uh, get the doors back open and people coming in and, and, and making this, this uh, local economy back to flourishing, um, hit us up because I, I want to make sure that we get your story told and email me. So this is the biggest show of coming in hot. Thank you so much, <laughs> Courtney Dempsey. Good day, Sack. Every morning, but you're on there Monday through Friday, I believe, right? Yes, Monday you need, through Friday, four thirty. A child, I need my weekends off now. <laughs> 4.30 to 11, Monday through Friday. Woo, child. Hey, thank you so much for coming in hot. Coming Courtney, in hot. <laughs> you, can, you can holler at me always, www.nationproper.com, at Coming In Hot uh, Podcast, at Chef Cease, at Nash and Proper. Come and get those delicious cauliflower vegan sandwiches. (laughs) Thank you, guys. We out of here. We love you, Sack. Love you, Cease. Peace.